The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 306 on the 6:30 Chad afternoon news, and now our final edition in our series of leadership. A former member of the CSOR, Canada's Special Operations Regiment, an elite unit of the Canadian Armed Forces, he's been honored by the country for his bravery, and now he's sharing his philosophy on leadership with organizations across the country. So, as Andrew mentioned, it is our final installment of the leadership series, and to do that, we welcome Justin Yasub. Justin, nice to meet you. Hello, in for well, me. nice to have you here it's a pleasure thanks we met uh i don't know i think it was about a month ago Mm -hmm. and um to be honest with you i think what happened was i pointed at the one it's not a medal but a (laughs) pin on your chest of the uniform that you were Mm -hmm. wearing i'm like what's that and we got talking and you said well i was a member of seesaw Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard of it oh. before. And Andrew and I both like to think that we know a little bit about oh, the military. Well, a little bit about a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what can you tell us about CSOR? What can you tell us about the regiment and what it mm. does? Well, me personally, what I could tell you is CSOR has a lot of badass dudes in it. <laughs> uh, wake up every day trying to be better than they were yesterday, mm. knowing that uh, someday, somewhere, they're going to face someone that's training just as hard as them, right? So, and they're all handsome <laughs> and very, very built. But uh, formally, or more formal, I should say, CSOR is an extension of Canadian foreign policy. And what we do is we have direct action missions as well as a, as well as defense diplomacy and military assistance. We do those missions across, um, across the world. So, so we've often heard of um, J2F2. Mm-hmm. J2F2, yes. Okay, so you work with them, or are you so that's part, part of, of that? So because like, we're talking sneaky, we're talking <laughs> sneaky squirrel stuff here, right? Yeah. So Canadian, there's Cansoftcom, and in Cansoftcom there's four units: JTF, CSOR being one of the two. Okay. All right. So just to put it in terms <laughs> that a guy like me can understand, uh, can you kill me with a finger? Mm, I could use that pen. Nice. Yeah. Let me just put that back in my briefcase then, in case this goes horribly wrong. Now, um, you're limited Mm -hmm. uh, about what you can tell us about CSOR. Yes. And that is just, that's policy, isn't it? It is. That is policy. Okay. Um, Now, if you do spend any time online looking at CSOR and and, and Googling, Mm -hmm. you can try to find a little bit about the selection process and about the physical requirements, what you need to go through Mm -hmm. about that. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, you know, we we pride ourselves in how secretive our selection process actually is, and I'm not about to (laughs) to change that, right? But uh, so we like to call it an interview phase. Other people like to call it a hell week. It's seven days uh, where candidates from the Canadian Forces. You have to be in the Canadian Forces for two years before you could come in to CSOR. And you go and you pretty much uh, run through an interview phase where we have a lot of attributes, where we get to know you a little bit better. It's very physically intensive, but we're assessing you mostly on your uh, the psychological aspect and your team teamwork and leadership ability. 
So would this typically be something that anyone who signed up for the armed forces, the Canadian Armed Forces, would know existed and might work towards joining, or is this a tap on the shoulder, hey, nope. are you interested kind of thing? For sh- no, for sure. They're, you're working very hard to get there. Like, I'll give you my experience, for example. Um, I was a reservist, and uh, I was working for the Public Affairs Bureau as a... Uh, a public affairs officer, writing communication strategies and speeches. But uh, I was in for six years and I decided to do C- go for CSOR. And the training, training phase was about a whole year process. Six of them were very, very intense, where I would wake up at five in the morning to do a, a, the workout I was required to. They do give you a program. And then I would, uh, you know, take my rucksack that weighed about 90 pounds with me to work to, at the time I was working at Petroleum Plaza, and I would march back home to the north side by Northgate Mall just to make sure I get all my, all my, uh, my workouts in and make sure I'm trained enough to be able to finish selection, let alone get picked up after. Because it's not something that you go into unprepared for. Oh, for sure. You're, you have to be very, very prepared, especially mentally. You know, on those, on those walks, uh, sometimes I'd lose time that I'd spend with my family. I'd actually bring them with me. But other times I'm listening to podcasts. And that's where I, you know, convinced myself that I will not quit. I will die before quitting. And that I experienced that while I was on selection. I was hallucinating in one of the attributes. I was hallucinating so bad that during during I can't, during the march, we'll say, I, uh, I pictured myself somewhere totally different. I thought I was on a mountaintop. And I was just like, I start telling myself to just walk over the edge. Just hmm. walk over the ed- edge, you'll die, and you don't have to quit. And when I got selected, I wanted to go back to where that March was, and it wasn't on a mountaintop at all. <laughs> it was flat terrain. Yeah. Right? So, hmm. but I, I had convinced myself through repetition and mental toughness that I, I would not quit. Why did you want to join the Canadian Armed Forces, and specifically, why did you want to uh, become a member of CSOR? Um, so I'm second generation Canadian here, and I belong to a faith that uh, that's got the warrior spirit kind of infused in it. And I always wanted to see if I had that warrior, warrior spirit. And in 1997, my parents bought a house, and I moved by somebody who was a World War II veteran. And I started cutting their grass and you know helping him out wherever I could. And slowly, he started telling me about stories that he experienced in in World War II and showing me his rifles and other other things like that. When I turned 12, he suggested I go to cadets, which I did. And from cadets, I went to uh, the reserves. But I didn't actually get to go to Afghanistan. And while I was in the reserves, I didn't really feel like I served because I was going through university mm-hmm. at the time. And But while I was in university, I still pursued that, like, the idea of serving. And I kind of learned that I live in a country that has monopolized the use of violence, the use of force to protect my family, my mom, my sister, to allow them to walk to a mall and not get kidnapped, for example. It's a country that allows my brother and my family and my friends to reach their max potential when it comes to opportunity. And as a individual, as a citizen that is somewhat fit with somewhat of intellect, I felt like I wanted to give back. It was my duty to give back, became part of my philosophy. And um, that's where I decided to to do CSOR. Because hmm. I want to surf. Well, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. So, police officer, uh, fireman, your role in the military, there has to be something that's either um, you possess some gene that I don't, <laughs> or you're missing one that I have, where you are intentionally putting yourself in harm's way. So, there has to be something about that that I don't know. I don't want to say excite you, but there has to be. 
something that says, I don't care that I'm putting myself in harm's way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to disagree okay. on that because I think it's in you as well. And that's something that I kind of want to communicate, you know, um, that it, it isn't every single one of us. The warrior spirit isn't all of us. It's just how we use it. I mean, I think you're courageous and a <laughs> warrior by standing in front of that mic every day, right? <laughs> so it, it, it's different. And the only thing is the environment shapes you. To And I, I've been lucky. I came from a faith that's got that warrior mindset. And, you know, I, my parents happened to buy a house by a, a person that was in World War II. So the environment shapes you a little so bit. So you see a need, right? I mean, you're right. Like, there's, there's stories of moms that uh, lift up buses in order yes, to get exactly. the children underneath, uh, yeah. you know, uh, escape from underneath. So, but you have to feel what that need and then you have to be given the vehicle to act upon that need. Exactly. Right on. Makes sense. Justin Yasub joining us in studio this afternoon on this uh, installment of the Leadership Series. Former member of CSOR, Canada Special Operations Regiment, an elite unit of the Canadian Armed Forces. Now, uh, Justin, I think you're one of the only people I know that is near impossible to find anything about you online. You actually challenged me (sighs) the night that we met to try to find anything about you online. But there is one thing. You were honoured for your bravery, for your action during a an international operation in 2015? 2015. In 2015. Um, what can you tell us about that mission? What happened that day? Uh, first, I don't like that you found me online. <laughs> uh, we, of course. I, you were given a bravery yeah, medal from the to, Governor right? General. But uh, yeah, that's something I'm struggling with as to now that I'm online. Uh, to be like, oh man, I'm exposed, right? So, uh, but to, to the medal itself, um, it, uh, it's it's hard to speak about, but I uh, it took a long time for me to accept it, and I I want to embrace the opportunity that you even speak about it and take that moment to actually tell you a little bit because the medal represents sacrifice and courage, and I want to tell you the sacrifice and courage of that day, and it's actually the sacrifice of a mother who lost her child and the courage of waking up every single day to deal with it. The sacrifice of a good friend of mine who, you know, almost lost his leg and woke up and the courage to wake up every day to to heal and go back and serve the, their country again. So that's that's what I kind of have to say about that, that, that medal right now. Can you tell us about what happened in Iraq? Um, sure. I... Uh, in, in de- I'd like to I know you don't detail, want to get into sure, details, but, but if you could... Yeah, we uh, we came under fire, and uh, a lot of fire. It was a machine gun and uh, two AK-47s in it, very, very close po- proximity, about 80-plus meters away or less. And uh, all of us were wounded, all the members that were there. And um, it, was, it was a tough situation, but... Uh, Luckily, I was I was able to see the situation and react accordingly and do what I had to do to ensure that we were extracted. And uh, I did pretty much what every one of the special forces operators are, are trained to do. You know, this is a leadership series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we haven't really talked about specifically leadership because the rest of this is far more fascinating <laughs> to me. Um, but let's talk about leadership for a second mm-hmm. because when you are... Uh, a leader in a situation like you've just described. I mean, I think about a leader on a football field, Mm -hmm. Mike Riley. Uh, He doesn't lead his team properly. They lose the game, and next week uh, they're back. Uh, A leader at uh, ATB Financial, well, they don't make as much profit as they had hoped. Mm -hmm. Your life is on the line, and the men around you, men and women around you, their lives are on the line. How does that change the perspective of leadership? Um. You know, I'm going to have to say it doesn't, 
because uh, it, it goes back to the basics and the foundations of leadership and uh, those sh should apply in every uh, every environment you're in whether it's on the soccer field or the basketball court or in in a small office or on a battlefield those uh, and that's really what my company's about now is discussing those leadership attributes uh, and characteristics that I learned sadly through battle through through war so I would have to say um, to your to your question is that it, it doesn't so it's the sense. same principles but the consequences exactly. I guess are yeah, much guess different right yeah. yeah so just backtracking mm -hmm. uh, a little bit um, on that day and you talked about um, one of the the team members passing mm -hmm. away and on Wikipedia yeah you can find out that that was uh, Sergeant Andrew Joseph Dorian who was who died who died that day uh, when you came under fire mm -hmm. and he had been shot mm -hmm. um, you went and pulled him back mm -hmm. into safety. What was it uh, in you? Was that was that mm -hmm. leadership, or was that holy crap? I need to go get my teammate. Was it a combination of both? I would say it's a combination of both, and I've, obviously I've thought back at that, and uh, there's a, really a chemical rush that's going through you, right? Uh, you at that time you could do anything, but it goes back to I want to use the word love caring for one another my buddy was was screaming for help i didn't know anything else but to get to him because i know he would have done the same for me right that's how we're trained to do it's your your brother is asking for your help at that time because we have we have drills where if you're shot you know you're going to communicate and then you got to communicate back you know i'm like put a tourniquet on it or do what you need to do uh, for first aid till i got to him um so are you also that, trained not to question though I'm, because i'm thinking about what you said a, a moment ago so, you know, here they decide that we should do a podcast on Saturdays. And I go, I don't really <laughs> want to do a podcast on Saturdays. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I'm able to sit with my uh, supervisor or boss and say, well, you know, is there another way we can make this work or whatever? Um, that's where the leadership would be so much different. I would assume that you have to absolutely not question whatever you're told to do or what your training has prepared you to do. In, in what re I, I'd have to say negative to that as well. I'm just wow. disagreeing with everything you, you, you have to say. I, I'm, I'm just I'm hiding all instruments now because I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because everyone's a leader, like I said, and that's also awesome. for the special forces. It's all bottom bottom up thought, right? It comes mm -hmm. from the bottom, moves up. Um, so the yeah, like you get this under uh, idea in the military where you can't really question anything, but you you really can in the planning phase. There's like structures. During the planning phase, we all bring our input in because we're all leaders when it comes to it. When the bullets start flying, there's a different there's a different thing. If somebody sees the ground better, they become that leader on the field. Just like the quarterback, he mm -hmm. sees the field way better than anyone else. So he's got that leadership based off the information that he could see, and that's what we respect. Because I think traditionally people think military there is one person up here mm -hmm. and everyone falls in underneath but what you're yeah. saying um, with this regiment with this mm -hmm. team that you worked with that everyone was a leader in their own way because Correct. depending on what happened they might have to be that leader exactly because leaders solve problems and really what I did that night is I solved a problem and that's what I always like to, to communicate is you need more leaders on your team to solve problems right because overall you, you move your team to the vision that you actually uh, want to achieve or the mandate you want to achieve. That's uh, incredible stuff. We have to take a break, but it's all about empowerment, right? I mean, we've talked about this in regards not to the military, but just to companies in general. The more you empower your employees to make decisions, the more powerful 
everybody exactly. becomes. Exactly. They're part of that plan. We'll exactly. take a break here. We'll be back more with Justin Yasub right after this. Our leadership series continues with um, Edmonton's Justin Yasub. He's a former uh, member of CSOR, and you're wondering, okay, what is CSOR? Well, CSOR is uh, Canada's Special Operations Regiment. It's an elite unit of the Canadian Armed Forces. And we brought Justin in to talk because... um, well, for a number of reasons, because of his involvement with CSOR and what he is able to tell us, which is not a lot because it is highly secretive, but he was awarded um, this past June uh, a medal for bravery and sacrifice, which he says he finally just showed up because they kept bugging him to come and get it, um, but because of what happened um, in March of 2015 during um, during an operation. But what he's done now with that experience is now turning it into a leadership consulting company. So, Justin, how do you go from doing what you were doing into this? How'd you give it up first off? Oh, yeah, the the transition is and continues to be very difficult, but this company is actually helping me a little bit because my message or my philosophy on leadership is a message that I'm communicating on behalf of my team because I I learned that with them, um, but I, I, I transitioned out because it was it was my time uh, to go and you know see and seek other a- avenues. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to start working with the business and corporate world and discuss how the principles of the principles that apply in a military environment or combat environment work in the office or uh, in the workforce or wherever. Or Give us shop. an example of that. I mean, do you have an overall philosophy about mm. leadership? Yeah, like, so when it comes to the philosophy piece, I, I, I believe that leadership uh, is, is grounded by empathy, courage, and self-sacrifice. And it is... It's really easy to to give an example of that, where empathy is the emotion, courage is the action, and self-sacrifice is a reward. Because I I do believe self-sacrifice is a bit selfish. Because when we sacrifice ourselves a little bit, we're we're actually gaining by, you know, joy being a little bit more joyful or whatever it is. So we'll use an example here. And Jalen walks into the into the studio, and she looks. I'm going to use this word, haggard. It's like, man, wow, she, you are brave. I know, right? <laughs> and you know, you look at her, Andrew, and you're like, okay, it's a Thursday. She's definitely she shouldn't be drunk, but she looks really tired, right? Shouldn't be. Yeah. And you, yeah, you decide you get up and you go ask her what's going on. You're like, hey, Jalen, you look exhausted. Are you okay? Right there, empathy has begun. Where she tells you, oh, my four year old did not sleep all night and I'm She's exhausted. referring to her dog there. Yeah, okay. that's my dog. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> did not sleep all night and I am exhausted. Where you're like, oh man, that was me last week. You could get through the day. Right there, we had a bond based off similar hardships, right? Still under the umbrella of empathy. But on your way out, you decide to go downstairs or across the hall and get her a coffee. You get a coffee and you're like, hey, I know you're struggling today. Here's a cup of coffee. That's action. Action is courage. Right, so that was a courageous act, and then you can even take it a step further. Go to your boss and be like, "Hey, Jalen's not feeling too good. I'll take half her workload if she leaves. Uh, if you get let her go home at noon today." A coworker hears that and is probably like, "Oh, I'll take the other half if she could go home now." What mm-hmm. did we just build? A culture of teamwork, a culture of leadership, 
And that's where the self-sacrifice comes into the pay place where you sacrificed your time to go get her that cup of coffee or you sacrificed your time to take on her workload. Because I am actually feeling kind of tired right now. <laughs> You're tired every day. Justin, we have more questions for you. You can mm. stick around a bit longer? Yes, I can. All right. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.